This is Aspire, Arc Street Public Radio, a content-driven platform broadcasting interviews from our Innovate, Innovate Media, Innovate CSR, and Innovate Under 30 podcast series. Aspire gives public voice to socially conscious and forward-thinking leaders within the nonprofit and for-profit sectors, academia, journalism, and social entrepreneurship. Today, our guest is Christian Fiekert, founder and CEO of MyMind, a community-based provider of mental health services in Ireland. MyMind provides affordable services for adults, children, adolescents, and organizations in Ireland where seeking services of a private psychologist can cost over 100 euros per session with waiting periods often exceeding 18 months. This problem, unfortunately, is not unique to Ireland, and Christian has expanded MyMind operations to other areas in Europe suffering with broken public health systems. MyMind operates through a combination of paid and pro bono therapists who make mental health care available and affordable without stigma. It has grown from a small startup to a company that now employs dozens of staff members and offers, offers services in 15 different languages. Christian has earned a master's in psychology from university in Poland and also has earned certifications in social entrepreneurship and health leadership from INSEAD in France. Christian's work has been widely recognized. Among his many honors, he has received the Social Entrepreneur Ireland Level 2 Award in 2009 and a Captain Cathal Ryan Scholarship. He was elected to the SEI Elevator Program and in 2012, he was named a changemaker by Change Nation and received the Arthur Guinness Award. Christian is also an Ashoka Fellow, and that's a recognition we share. Christian, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you very much, David. Christian, I'd like to begin by asking you about the beginning of your entrepreneurial journey. I know that you had some early inspiration as a child growing up in Poland, and also that your initial interest is in information technology and mathematics, and then it later shifts to biology and human nature and mental health. And I wonder if you could walk us through that transformation and the development of your interest, telling us how you developed this passion for providing mental health care. Yeah, <clears throat> actually, it was it was very very um, long journey for for, for me and uh, mm, a little bit painful journey because um, um, after primary school I decided to to um, to go to high school and um, and sign up for for this specific profile mathematics and physics because ideally um, I wanted after high school to uh, to study programming. Um, probably somewhere at the technology university of technology or or IT related college but unfortunately uh, during this time um, during during high school I lost one of my uh, close friends and um, and my friend committed suicide so that was kind of stopping stopping moment in my life and um, and then I decided to actually to 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 switch to um, to to psychology, and I started to uh, read more about human behavior, and uh, I tried to answer the the question why uh, why this happened and uh, why um, my friend basically didn't talk to 
to someone. And um, and then I, I discovered that it was actually not so easy and that there, there was a huge stigma attached to uh, to mental health in general and uh, to, to suicide uh, especially. So that was the, the moment that I decided to actually uh, change my direction and and study psychology. Um, however, my uh, my passion still stayed um, in, uh, in 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 IT sector. So that that was close to my heart as well. And um, and even in the high school, I was kind of geek and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, and I I, I, I was always uh, looking for new solutions, new technology. Um, I discovered uh, search engine back in uh, 1994. So that's 1994. <laughs> how easy it was to to search for something and um, and and uh, and find information so uh, then i discovered uh, google and uh, i was amazed with uh, with growth of of, uh, of this company and uh, it was definitely early stage of of google uh, emerging google so um, then I, I i was kind of reading a little bit more about about them and uh, and uh, that was the 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 moment that um, i i i thought that maybe one day i could somehow be involved in the in 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 the in the in, in google uh, as a as a company as an organization and so you 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 ended up working for Google in Ireland. Is that how you originally got to Ireland? Yeah. Well, again, my my journey to um, to to go to Ireland was not so so easy and not so uh, straightforward um, because after when I finished my uh, my psychology degrees, um, um, so I, I finished a clinical uh, psychology course. Um, then uh, that was back in 2004. Um, I um, during this time I was practicing in various placements, hospitals, etc. And um, and then I, I, I received proposal from the universities to to stay and um, and do further work. But unfortunately, the level of uh, stipend was very, very small, so I couldn't basically afford to to do this. And um, my cousin was actually in uh, in Dublin at that time, and um, and she she told me that I can come over for a few months and see if I'm going to like it, and then and then possibly to stay or or or. or or move back to uh, to Poland. So um, actually, that was my initial initial uh, plan uh, to 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 move to Dublin, uh, maximum for one year, um, earn money, uh, and then go back and and study um, and do PhD in uh, in. Um, internet addiction uh, <laughs> field <laughs> so That's great. yeah 
But uh, again, uh, my plan, of course, changed during this time. And um, uh, after a few months uh, living in, in, in Dublin, I, uh, I was kind of involved in the web, web designing course. And uh, through this course, I actually end up uh, working for, for Google. Um, I'm working for search quality team um, which was completely unexpected and uh, but I really 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 enjoyed the, the time and uh, I was very happy that I could fulfill my my dream from uh, high school so this is this is the early 2000s is that the time frame for that yeah that yeah. will be 2005 yeah 2005, 2005. and then and then um, there's a terrific part of the story here, I think, which is that, you know, Google has this very famous company policy where they let you experiment with part of your work schedule. Am I right about that? So you have some amount of time that you can do a creative task that you're interested in. And is it true that that you spent some of that time on the early formation of my mind? Yeah, yeah, that was uh, exactly in 2006 that um, I started basically searching in my uh, free time um, about mental health in Ireland and uh, I discovered that there was huge huge gap in the in 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 this in mental health sector um, between public and, and private services so um, and then I, I had access also to um, to um, search queries so I could analyze what's what was going on uh, in, uh, in 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 Ireland in this particular market ah. so uh, basically during this this time um, I, I thought that it might be very very good idea to um, to establish something small uh, to help uh, especially Polish community because as you can hear from my accent I'm not from Dublin originally <laughs> yeah, <that's... laughs> so um, so uh, yeah that was uh, the time that I, I decided to um, to establish something for, for a Polish community and that was back in 2006 um, um, in um, in Dominican's Priory. Um, so right. I, I received from them a free of charge uh, space, um, and it was very very early stage of uh, the development. And during this time, also I asked my uh, manager back in Google if I can uh, basically be involved in this particular project, and uh, I explained that was not for profit project and. Um, that is very very small project, but it can possibly grow in the in the in the in the grow in the future. So um, I received permission, uh, which was great because um, I could also dedicate a small fraction of, of my time um, uh, to basically establish the organization and. Um, during this time, back in 2006, I had no clue basically um, about the legal side, the legal structure, sure. and um, I was basically trying to to establish organization um, because I, I was passionate about 
about uh, about service and uh, and accessibility to to mental health services and um and it was also good good moment for for me to to um to test basically if the if the if the idea is right or if we can do something different or if this particular approach is is, is correct and so at that time that you were the early stage developing, do you remember, was there a moment at which you said to yourself, okay, I'm going to leave Google and do this full time? Do you remember, can you tell me about that moment where you made that decision? Yeah, that was a very, very hard moment. Um, I remember that um, it was um, at the end of 2007. Um, so because um, because i had a very good um, progress with google and a very stable position um so probably like there was nothing really um that possibly could um, exclude me from the from the progress with with google and um and i could definitely see that i can i can stay with them and and progress to the to the next stage however um i also saw that there is huge huge um possibility and uh, with uh, with development of uh, of my my organization of my mind, so I already had vision about online access to mental health professionals, to about um, easy access to face to face services. So then I had huge dilemma if I should stay and and progress with with Google. And um, if I should stay and progress my IT-related passion, or I should make the decision and leave and focus on mental health. Do you, do you remember what was the factor that made the difference in your decision? Well, definitely challenge. So I, I, I felt that I can achieve much more if i if i leave google and if i uh, sign up fully for 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 my mind so i could see that it could be i can be more fulfilled with this with this with this particular uh, approach where if i would decide to stay with google then probably um, I would I wouldn't be so so happy with uh, with my particular um, progress in my career. So uh, when I was discussing this with my colleagues, they they said that I'm uh, I'm stupid <laughs> <laughs> that I'm even thinking about leaving Google and. Uh, that I should think twice, or even three times, or four times uh, before making this particular decision. And to be honest, I I, I knew that is it was crazy because uh, Google can offer you everything. Like um, right. they are like a like a mother uh -huh. looking after the child. So I felt 
very secure there and uh, yeah. I, uh, it's even very very hard to kind of think that you can possibly leave yeah. leave your mother yes <laughs> if you know what I, what I mean so yeah. it was it was uh, it was very very hard hard decision but um, at the end I uh, I decided to 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 make this particular step and uh, that was back in 2007. Um, I think it was just before Christmas. And um, but then when I when I left Google, I didn't really sign up fully for um, further development of my mind on a full time basis, because um, I wanted to learn more about uh, the public sector as well. Ah. So um, that was uh, back in 2008 that I. Um, I approached HSC and um, HSC is the, the public uh, service provider, sure, health provider. And um, I, I've got a full-time position with the HSC uh, at this time um, to work as a, as a psychologist in, uh, in, um, in Dublin South era. But still, during my free time, or after after my HSE work, I was uh, further uh, developing uh, my mind services. So that was uh, 2008 when we started kind of structuring everything, and we 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 had a better idea where we want to go and who we want to serve so as a as an organization as in my mind um, we decided to be more open for um, not only for for polish community but for other communities other migrant communities mm-hmm. and uh, it was working very very well so i had more and more uh, psychologists uh, joining me from other countries and um, I had also other professionals like counselors and psychotherapists. Um, I remember uh, that in December 2008, we've got our first full-time um, full-time office space, mm-hmm. which was great, great achievement. Again, huge risk because during this time our Cash flow was very very small, sure. and um, and we didn't have much resources, so it was huge risk for us to sign up for um, for the office space uh, for two years contract right. and in um, very I would say wealthy era because uh, that was in in Ranala where we have now our headquarter. Sure. But actually, that was that was at the end very good decision because we have uh, we have now um, amazing office space there and uh, amazing building. Um, but that was 2008 December. Um, I remember this 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 month exactly. Um, again, dilemma if we should go ahead with the full-time space um, and 
we were talking about I'm talking about one one room in sure. particular. <laughs> you know? so it was very very kind of small commitment when I when, yeah. when you think about this right now, but it was huge for 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 me uh, back in 2008. So um, basically, in uh, 2009, um, I was still working for for HSE, but uh, uh, at the end of 2009, I decided to decrease my my hours. So I uh, changed my full time commitment with HSE to part part time commitment, and then um, the other hours I um, I dedicated to to my mind, and that was, to be honest our further grow um, as an organization. During this time, um, we received our first recognition from from uh, Social Entrepreneurs Island. And it was a very, very funny story as well, um, because um, I had an uh, initial meeting with, um, with um, one of the of uh, of the person in charge of the of the awards and um, she told me that I'm social entrepreneur and I asked her okay so what does it mean that I'm social entrepreneur and uh, she basically explained it to to me um, what we were basically doing it was exactly uh, the, the the social entrepreneurship approach so um, then I, I started to read more about the the, the social entrepreneurship and uh, what is the, the social enterprise and what is the distinction between social enterprise and not-for-profit organization and for-profit organization, etc. Sure. So um, it was uh, the, the, the moment that we actually, um, as an organization, we decided to apply for the, for the SEI recognition. And we went through, um, and we we we've got the the level two award, uh, which back in 2009 that was the the, the highest recognition from them. Um, so through this particular award, we've got access to amazing amazing support from the SEI network, and um, and through this support, we were able to basically again structure our our thinking to to even start looking at the the business plan and to start looking at the into into the future to create basic two years milestones and action points and and that was the beginning of formulation of our vision and mission statements so it was an unbelievable, unbelievable um, journey for 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 us uh, as an organization, and um, and through the the, the SEI process, um, we started kind of um, thinking again why why we restricting ourselves only to migrants? We should actually be open for everyone sure. as a as a as a as a mental health service provider so that was exactly the moment that we we tried to 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 formulate the, the vision and mission statement and include the word everyone right. and um 
and then that was the also the moment that more Irish uh, psychologists and psychotherapists and counselors joined the, 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 the organization. Interesting. This Innovate series features dialogue with some of the most influential advocates for changing our world, from the CEOs and founders of major nonprofits to the directors of cultural and academic institutions. Innovate demonstrates the vital role of empathy as an agent for that change. Innovate and Aspire are produced in partnership with Ashoka, Innovators for the Public, the Kellogg Fellows Leadership Alliance, and the Philadelphia Social Innovations Journal, and presented by Art Street Press and the Public Radio Exchange. We now return to our Innovate interview with David Castro and Christian Fiekert, founder and CEO of MyMind. I, I want to ask you two questions, actually. One is, mm-hmm. so one is, is to check in because it sounds like one of the benefits of working for the uh, health system in Ireland was you really got to understand some of the limitations in a very deep way. Am I right about yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, and, two things that you talk about, I've heard you talk about, one is the cost factor and the other one is the long delay in receiving services. And now you have a business model that really does a great job on both of those things. So you're able to deliver deliver services quickly mm-hmm. and then you're also to, able to deliver them at a fraction of the cost that the public system does. And I would love for you to help our listeners understand how's that possible because um, the business model is very interesting. And, and if you could address it yeah. in terms of, in those terms of how you tweak the system so that it's more efficient. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So, um, yeah, during during my work with uh, with HSC, I, I discovered that um, the access to public services um, it was, was was very 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 hard actually, and um, typically client um, needs to go to GPs and from GP general practitioner can receive. Um, referral letter to actually go to see someone in the in the public public sector and uh, that's the that's the 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 problem here Uh, the point from going to gp to actually see mental health professional it takes depends on the location but it it can takes up to uh, 18 months (laughs) um so that's 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 very long and um, and unfortunately, most of the GPs they prefer uh, still prefer medical models. So it means that they prescribing uh, either antidepressants or benzodiazepines as a, as an initial solution. And then uh, very few of them uh, referring uh, clients back to um, other services, mm. which are still available for for for. For clients, and then um, when we look at the private sector, uh, private sector is more accessible. However, is not very affordable for for most clients. So it means that the the, the cost per single session 
can be even above 100 euros. Again, depends on the professional and depends on the location. Um, so, for example, to access clinical psychologists can be 120 euros in Dublin. To access counselor can be 80 euros in Dublin. Um, in uh, Cork can be around 100 euros. So, but it's still quite quite pricey. Mm. And then, um, unfortunately, uh, the private sector also, also is not very transparent for, for, for most clients. So it's kind of noisy space and uh, clients, most of the time, they don't know where they should go or if this person is, is good or, 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 or bad. So uh, there is this, this huge gap between public and private services. And my mind is feeling the, this particular gap. So we offer our services uh, to our clients uh, in accessible and affordable way. So it means that if you give us a call or if you visit our website and if you book appointment, you can see someone even within 72 hours. Yeah. So that's very, very quick response uh, on our site. And um, because we're using a social enterprise business model, we could make the, 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 the fees as low as possible. So if you are fully employed clients and you work like 40, 40 hours a week or 35 hours a week, we would charge you 50 euros. And the reason is that your particular commitment to the 50 euros can also subsidize our low-cost sure. services. Sure. So, for example, unemployed clients or full-time students, they can access our services for as little as 20 euros per, per, per appointment. Great. And uh, for part-time employees, again, we have low lower fee, which is 30 euros. So, uh, through this particular approach, we 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 First of all, we we offer quick access and then in very affordable way, and um, and basically that that help us to um, to generate revenue through face-to-face -face services, and um, in in our business model we expect to achieve break-even uh, by 2015, 2016 in, in Ireland. Now, do you do your psych, uh, psychologists, do they contribute part of their services or do, do some of them work as volunteers? And my other question is, do they work at perhaps a lower rate of compensation um, so they earn a little bit less than what uh, therapists would work, earn um, elsewhere? Yeah, exactly. So we have um, at the moment over 100 mental health professionals on our books in Ireland, and um, and then uh, half of of them they are on voluntary capacity with us. So it means that they dedicate their time free of charge. Um, it can be as little as two hours or three hours a week, but that's that's completely enough for for for. for for our services. And then another half of the team is on contract capacity. So again, uh, we're trying to pay something back to the professionals, uh, but we, of course, we pay uh, lower fees. So um, 
according to our um, current uh, model is 60% of the fee. So if the contractor is working with benefit rate client is receiving only 12 euros per, per, per appointment. If it's full fee client, then it's receiving 30 euros per appointment. Interesting, interesting. And and um, and now, does are there any insurance benefits that apply to this kind of service? Do you do you work to capture any of that, or is this just strictly uh, done without a pocket payments? Well, at the moment, is strictly through the the pocket payments. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, the insurance companies in Ireland they are not very interested in mental health sector, so they they don't subsidize any type of counseling, psychotherapy, or even psychological services. The only uh, service that is subsidized through the private medical insurance is the, the, the appointment with clinical psychologist, which is, again, extremely expensive in Ireland. So right. probably that's kind of clever strategy of insurance <laughs> companies because they, they, they know that not many uh, clients right. would use uh, clinical psychologists. Yeah. Yes, when there's an 18-month waiting period that acts as a buffer against anybody actually using the service, right? So, yeah. Um, yeah. I have a question about um, your uh, count the counseling theories that you use because obviously psychology uh, in psychology there's such a broad array of approaches you know from behaviorism to Jungian psychology, Rogerian psychology so all this diversity of philosophy of the human mind how does your organization manage this diversity of approaches approaches with your clients and your therapists? Again, we we trying to match the the client needs with with our uh, mental health professionals. So we have a um, very very good system in place um, from the administration point of view, and um, we trying to have pool of uh, mental health professionals uh, providing this variety of services because some clients. They might have different different needs. So we have some clients looking for psychoanalytic approach, or we can have clients looking for CBT, strictly CBT, or we can have clients looking for EMDR. Um, so we we trying to 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 match basically clients with uh, with mental health professionals, and uh, again, it's working very very well. Do the, and, uh, do the clients need some? exposure to some of the different options and then perhaps there is some choice involved in who which therapist they will see based on what kind of therapy they are seeking is that how it works yeah yeah so basically all our mental health professionals they have short bio on our mm. website i see so our clients they can go to the website which is mymind.org and they can search for um location and then they can they can see bios of uh, mental health professionals. And then again, if if there is someone appealing to them, we, we trying to, uh, to, to make this match. Um, sometimes it takes a little bit more time if, if you, if you as a client, you, you want to see, um, let's say CBT therapist with EMDR expertise, and we have just one of, of these uh, therapists, then 
there might be longer waiting time, but it's usually maximum up to two weeks. Um, but our first appointment with any particular mental professional is within 72 hours, sometimes even the same day if, if we have um, availability. Now, do you, I, I understand even from looking at your website that you try to um, be clear about a counseling approach as opposed to using pharmaceuticals. And But I'm curious, do you come across patients who you think need medication and how do you handle that if, if, a, if a client actually um, has something that is so serious that it requires some medication? Yeah. Again, fortunately, we have, um, I would say, 95 or even 98% of our clients uh, coming to us with uh, mild to moderate mental health difficulties, which is right. unbelievable, which is great, because that's exactly what is our service about. Right. So early intervention, in early intervention, we can capture clients in early stage of mental health difficulties, and then we don't need to prescribe uh, medication. However, for this, um, let's say, 2% of the clients requiring uh, medication, we we, we, we have um, psychiatrists on our books as well. Uh-huh. So um, in this particular case, we can we can in, internally refer clients to, to psychiatrists. Uh-huh. In um, more difficult situations or if we have even more severe clients then we're trying to refer this client back to uh, public sector so again we have kind of shorter way uh, that we can um, refer clients to, um, to to public sector so I have a question also about the uh, diversity of your staff so that this is a wonderful element of your program that you have a very diverse staff and I heard you make a comment that I thought was very interesting, that it was related to stigma. And mm-hmm. I think you said something like that you discovered that the diversity of your staff helps the um, clients uh, respond to in a way that overcomes the stigma of receiving mental health services. I wonder if you could talk about that. Yeah. Uh, basically... Um in Ireland, uh, um, like, just to, to 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 clarify this this point, my mind is not really involved in um, in um, direct advocacy work um, in in mental health sector. Um, however, there is few organizations that we partner with 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 uh, with them, and uh, their particular work is to to create campaigns. Uh, mental health campaigns reducing stigma in the in the community and um, because uh, we we have very good online presence as an organization and we partnering with with other services and other organizations we're giving this access to our clients so then again we that's that's actually part of, uh, of of the work to reduce stigma in the in the community as well. That clients they feel that they they can 
approach us in easy way and they can be self-referred to the service so they don't need to go to GP to ask for, for, the, for the letter. They can just easily access the service if they want. And uh, in addition to this, we're using, um, we're using um, buildings that usually are in the, in the city center or the buildings are easy to access but they don't look like a health center or health organization or institution. So right. it looks actually like a normal um, house or, or community <laughs> building from, from right. outside. So again, there is no um, stigma attached to this that uh, I'm accessing um, mental health service so um that's 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 the, the the approach that we have at the moment do you find that um i thought one thing that's interesting that i read about is that uh many um you know irish natives might be interacting with therapists from other cultures is is this true that and that and that this uh, also uh, apparently has a positive um, impact on their therapy which i think is very interesting because i think the the intuitive assumption would be that well you really need to interact with somebody from your own culture to understand what kind of problems you're facing but here perhaps it seems you've discovered a real benefit in the cross cultural thera therapy relationship if i could say that right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And is, yeah. do you think that's a novel finding? It is. It is novel find, finding because uh, we, uh, at the moment, we have uh, 15 different languages in, in place. Um, and we have uh, quite a lot of uh, uh, non-Irish uh, mental professionals. Um, and we, what we dis what we could hear from from our clients from their feedback was that um, it's easier for them because uh, then this particular therapist from different countries they don't have um, kind of um, specific cultural uh, schemas or cultural right. beliefs, so they are kind of blank. Yes, to the, the clients. So it, it it helps a lot for, for some, some some clients. So yeah, we found this uh, interesting as as well. And uh, interest interests uh, interest. The, the other interesting part is that uh, we have, uh, for example, now um, one um, counseling psychologist from 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 Ohio. And um, and she is very very popular again <laughs> <laughs> among uh, Irish clients. So that's great. <laughs> it, yeah, yeah, yeah. So tell us a little bit about the future of your organization as you see it, your vision, and if you could comment in that, especially about the online uh, project E My Mind. Yep. So our our vision is that everyone in Ireland would have easy and quick access to mental health services. My personal vision is that everyone in the world would have access, easy and quick access to, to mental health services. So that's why we have on one hand the, the, the development of face-to-face -face services because we want to, to give easy access to, to clients in the, in the communities. But then 
parallelly we developing our online platform called in my mind because what we discovered is that in my mind can be very good signpost for for some clients sometimes clients they might feel terrified to actually make this step and go and see someone face to face so online step is a little bit easier because i can just send simple inquiry and see what's going to happen i might sign up for online mental health session um, and then again see what's going to happen so it's definitely growing growing service growing market and uh, we we trying to again to 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 deliver our services online and uh, again there is huge accessibility aspect that through online services we can actually reach clients in the rural parts of Ireland and um, clients from small villages or from um, like uh, counties uh, with um, smaller towns or villages where we don't have any any physical presence they can still reach our our uh, larger locations and they can still have access to to mental health professionals so that's definitely a growing space for us and uh, i ideally i would like to see in my mind uh, in other countries as well um, because that's an um, amazing uh, way how clients can start even thinking about mental health, my, my own health, and if I really need to, to go and see someone. It's fascinating. I think you're, you're really onto something there because uh, imagine, you know, the cost savings oh, yeah. in facilities and time and travel exactly. and all that. Yeah. It uh, could be a huge element of what you do. Well, well, Christian, we're coming to the end of our time together, but um, many of our listeners are studying social entrepreneurship or emerging social entrepreneurs. And uh, having traveled this journey yourself, we always like to ask uh, for some advice. Uh, what, as you look back over your work, um, what what uh, words of wisdom can you share for someone who may be thinking about their venture and planning it uh, now and needing the courage to take that first step? Yeah. So my first advice would be to listen, listen listen to others what they what they saying listen to your group that you you trying to target and listen what they trying to say and what's what's their kind of problem and what you can deliver to them and uh, and my second advice would be um, to to cultivate your your, your passion and cultivate your 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 motivation um so there might be a lot of uh stock stopping moments or or, or blocks on on the journey but uh, remember why why you doing this or what you what you're trying to to achieve and then that would be that would be easier way to kind of overcome the the obstacles that's great. That's great. I, I agree with that 100%. Um, Christian, for those who may want to support your work, the best way to find you would be on the web at mymind.org. Is that correct? 
That's correct, yeah. And we'll put that link up. Is there anywhere else where people should look to access uh, information about you and your work? Well, we we have uh, our profile on the Ashoka as well. Great. Um, so that would be we trying to update the Ashoka link uh, uh, quite often as well. And um, there is a change nation um, which is um, growing in Ireland. Uh, so Ireland is an example um, of bringing solutions from other countries. And uh, so there is, there is, uh, we have a short um, uh, bio there as well. But the best way is actually to visit uh, mymind.org website. And there is my email address. So uh, if you if you decide to to contact me, please do, and I would be more than happy to to answer your questions. Great. We'll put all those links up on the link to the podcast. Christian, thank you so much for your creativity and your leadership in creating this important organization. We're going to look forward to talking to you again in the future to see what the next part of your journey is. Thank you very much, David, for invitation and uh, and all the best and uh, happy Christmas. Yes, yes. Merry Christmas. Thank you for joining us today. Our library of interviews and a range of further resources may be found at archstreetpress.org or prx.org.